we do welcome you to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Richard Durrington, and your host, as always, is Fred. October has been a month of joy and encouragement in the celebration of our first anniversary. Our focus will change slightly. God's comfort is our intention. When our greatest need is solace, it awaits us in the Word of God. The Bible does not aggrandize the lives of biblical characters, yet they are examples of consolation in the deepest valleys of sorrow. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. Here we are in day 27 of October. The month has flown by pretty quickly. But we're in our 27th day of celebration and encouragement and comfort from God's Word. And I am glad you're listening. Over the last few days, we've been trying to find comfort in God's Word, especially if you suffer with depression or with melancholy, as they used to say, even for a short period of time. And we have seen some pretty great stuff, from, especially from the life of Sarah and Abraham. And I do. One of the things that I have to remember and keep in mind is that God promises that his word will not come back void. So whatever shortcomings I have as far as communicating God's word, I know he uses his word in your life in his way. He's able to do that. It's his word that doesn't come back void. So we are praying and trusting that God is feeding you and enlightening you by the Holy Spirit through his word. And it's a joy and a privilege to be able to bring his word in any venue at all. And today we're taking one last exhortation from the life of Abraham and Sarah. And it's only one phrase in the form of a promise from God. And it's the last promise, I believe, that God gave Abraham before the birth of Isaac. And when he promises Isaac again to Abraham and Sarah's listening, Abraham doubts and Sarah laughs. And God's response to Abraham's doubts and Sarah's laugh is to tell them, or actually to ask them, is anything too difficult for the Lord? Of course, we would say no, but our trust comes. What assuages our doubts and keeps us from just laughing at what God has told us is faith, and having that faith to believe that nothing is too difficult for him. So Paul says, I believe it's Philippians 3, for we are the true circumcision, who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh. And it's our natural proclivity, our natural leaning to put confidence in the flesh that leads us to laugh and to doubt what God says. So when we find our hearts sad, we're in the same boat as the Puritans and their thoughts on melancholy, We need to remember that God is the God of the impossible, and he is working in ways we cannot even imagine. And we've seen that in the life of Abraham and Sarah. It's actually 1814. is going to be the backdrop of today. Is there anything too hard for me, the Lord says. And I wanted to share today a little more fully about God's providence in my life. We've talked about it a couple times. And then we will look at three quick examples from the scriptures, and that will be on Tuesday, on the 29th. And one of the most difficult thoughts, and sometimes the thought that keeps us in our melancholy state, is that we come to believe that we have no hope. And that's actually the most difficult. When we feel we have no immediate options and we have no hope, 
it's really hard to get out of being depressed or in that melancholy. But the truth is, in Christ, there's always hope, and not only of eternal life, but hope in this life right now, in our earthly walk with him. And we understand, even before we looked at Sarah and Abraham, the difficulty of waiting. But they trusted in the flesh, didn't they? That kicked off most of their troubles with Hagar and Ishmael. And we need to remember that even in that, God did not let Abraham and Sarah down. And he actually won't let us down. It seems like such a long time ago in some ways, and such a short time ago in other ways, that I was experiencing a season of depression. I was sad in general, and then I had been working temporary jobs for a short period of time. But I expected to get a full-time position that I didn't get. I was sure I was going to get it, but it didn't come through. So I found myself in my late 50s, unemployed, and with the economy at that time, my age at that time, I was truly despairing of ever getting another job. And in fact, one of my prayer verses for that year was Psalm 38:13. David says this, Turn thy gaze away from me, that I may smile again before I depart and am no more. That was the state of David's soul and the state of my soul in that moment. And I just wanted to smile again, once again. And that's where I was. Now, in a few weeks or a few months, I can't remember exactly when, I applied for a job. It was a job with a company I'd never heard of. And to be truthful, it was a job I didn't want. It didn't pay very well. It was not in the field that I was used to working in. And right now, even how I heard about that job is kind of cloudy in my memory. But I had to apply for unemployment benefits. So I applied for that job. And then, to my surprise, I got that job. And then, to my even greater surprise, I loved that job. And the whole experience turned out to be the very best job I ever had. I enjoyed the client that we worked for. I loved their approach to customer service. And I was even able to move from the position I began with the company to actually my dream position, something I knew I would love and had great desire to do. And then on top of that, I found what I would consider supernatural success. I was able to do and to teach and to get agents ready to do their job. And so it was a great joy. And not only did I have success, but in a short period of time, I was actually being very well paid. And I had a chance to tell my co-workers, the agents that I trained, and this was true, that I was praying working for this company would be the last job, the last position I would ever need in my life. Now, in my mind, I wasn't going to retire until 77, I used to tell the classes, and that would have been great. But in a short period of time, I started to have my health problems. And they continued for three years and actually still continue. And even at that point, I wasn't looking to retire. I did really enjoy my work a lot. But out of the blue, the client that we were working for left. They pulled up stakes and left. And that turned out to be such a providence of God, such a great movement of God. Because of my health, I really did need to retire. And all my doctors have told me that I really did need to stop working. And so the glorious thing is I went from being in complete despair to having the best job I've ever had until now I can focus my limited energies for sure, but I can focus those energies on ministry. Ministry in teaching, ministry in discipleship, and most prominently ministry in prayer, my own personal prayer life. I saw a memory on Facebook a few months ago and couldn't believe it. 
It was only four years ago that I ran my last Roby Creek race. From a health point of view, that seemed like so long ago. But that reminded me that just prior to that, I was praying, Turn thy gaze away from me, that I may smile again, before I depart and am no more. And now, glory to God, I do thank you, Jesus, sincerely, that I'm in a place I could never have imagined. Now, to be transparent, I still struggle with fear from time to time. I struggle with assuming the absolute worst when any unexpected situation pops up. And I've only just now started giving everything to Christ first, to Jesus first, and letting him take care of that. But the reality is, in the last few years, I feel like Joseph being set free from prison, all because of what God has done. And it does seem that the best job I ever had is, truly, the last job I will ever need. And God has been gracious so that my last days, however long they are, will be spent in service to the kingdom. Now, we started this segment of the month on the 21st with a pretty personal episode on depression and feeling bad. And that's why I wanted to expand the story of the last few years for me in a little more detail. Because I know some of you who are listening are saying, Turn thy gaze away from me, that I may smile again before I depart and am no more. And my exhortation is again to give God one more day. Remember Psalm 119, 40, 49 through 50. Remember the word to thy servant, in which thou hast made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that thy word has revived me. So concentrate on his word, and remember there's always hope. He's working, so don't give up. Stay in the word, and keep being encouraged, even just a little bit, if that's all you have right now. Even if all you can rejoice in is the fact that you're not dead, keep rejoicing. God is bringing something into your life. Tomorrow, we're going to look at a wonderful prayer born from hope that I had actually never considered before. And so I'm really excited about that personally. And then the next day on the 29th, we're going to look at three more Bible examples where we can see the most desperate believers suddenly rejoicing in the goodness and the timing of God. You know I'm praying for you. I know God is on your side and working for you. And so until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Free Range Preacher. We hope you enjoyed it and will join us for our next broadcast coming up soon. For Fred and myself, this is Richard Durrington saying, make it a godly fun-filled day.